0: Welcome to Three a Tribe. I'm Adam, published author and poet and founder of The Novel Encounter. This is a podcast where I invite two fellow creatives to chat about their craft, the personal, everything and anything. I start this episode the way almost every great conversation begins, each of us breaking the ice with a question for the others. So who's first?
1: I could go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hi, I'm Sufian Hakim. Um, I am an author, screenwriter and playwright cheer <laughs> <laughs> uh among other things and my question to the tribe i guess is what's the first thing you do when you wake up
0: this isn't one of those trick questions where i'm supposed to say open my eyes
1: right no 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 okay. no, no, no no i want to know like you know how you begin a day
0: ladies first
2: oh okay um hi i'm lauren um
0: oh no no um Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. sorry. She's Lauren. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, okay. Do we need to restart? You can no, restart. sorry. Um, I, okay. no, I thought she was going to her question, but she's answering your question. I'm sorry, Lauren.
2: Okay. So So should God. I answer the question or?
0: No, yeah, answer this question.
2: I check my phone. Oh my God. I'm not very. No, millennial.
0: Millennial. <laughs> For me, I do morning stretches. Okay, so... Well, well, she sounds young. I sound old as crap. What I do is I play classical or lo-fi music and do 50 minutes of stretching. And it's not like yoga. I mean, literally stretching because like I've got a bad lower back. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just love how Adam qualified it as like, oh, Lauren sounds young. (laughs) (laughs) So I check my phone, phone, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lauren, you go.
2: Okay. Um, hi, I'm Lauren. I am an author and... Um, and um,
0: best-selling author.
2: Okay, fine. I'm a best-selling author. <laughs> and um, I'm also a consultant to a non-governmental organization in my day job. So.
0: Oh, cool. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. And my question to the tribe is... Are you happy with your life choices?
0: Oh my God, this is the most right. Oh God! Uh. <laughs> okay, hey, Sufi and you okay. first. All right, beauty um, before age. Sorry. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I happy with my life choices? Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a multiverse uh, somewhere in the multiverse. You know, I there's a better version of me who made all the right choices all the time right um you know there are occasions when instead of exercising I, you know I, I would sit down for the tv and, and eat a, a bag of chocolates for example but but other than those small trivial things i'm, I'm quite happy with where i am and, and where i came from oh
0: i think me too i know that i'm the kind of person that always triple guesses every single step i do and then grass is always greener. Things always be better. I'm always a worry worrywart. Um, but I'm trying to be better at that. So in the benefit of my own mental well-being, I would say, yes, I'm happy with what my choices have been. Um, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and my turn to round this up. Um, my question to you guys is, if you had a memoir down the road, memoir down the road, what would you want to title it?
1: just thinking about this
2: Lauren Ho a cautionary tale of what not to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) why
0: are we also self-deprecating
2: oh three writers (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hmm.
2: no I I, I'm okay to answer my own question I guess I'm pretty happy with my life choices so I'm I'm hopeful that like if I ever get to the stage where I have a memoir, um, that I can say that um, Lauren Ho, um she had fun. Yeah. Hmm. That would be my title. She had fun.
1: So what's the cautionary tale in all of that then? <laughs> <laughs> Don't
2: where have the- too much fun. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no, I had fun. Yeah.
0: Mr. Suf.
1: I have okay. I
2: am having fun. Good. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> um, oh my god. Uh this oh you know what I've I've spent my pre-writing career imagining like, you know what I'd be like what would be like if I were to be, the ghostwriter for other people's biographies yeah yeah like I, I I had one idea when I was like sixteen called let there be light God's autobiography so oh, my, write god. It. oh my, <laughs> my god <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: He's definitely not self-deprecating.
1: You know that so. is not self-deprecating. So I wanted to write. I wanted to write like you know from God's POV. Like
2: dream you know. small. <laughs> Just a
0: so little it bit
1: be, smaller, It would be a but, you know it would be a work of satire and parody. So, which you enjoy I mean, doing, exactly? Which I'm ask you yeah, yeah. But but I, uh, if I were to write my own, um, I guess it would be uh, you know the road not taken. I guess. <laughs> No, cause like I, you know, one of the one of my biggest struggles as a as an author is that nobody in my immediate social circle was was anywhere within that 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 you know within the the writing searching. same yeah so. Oh, definitely,
2: I, same. I'm guessing
1: yeah. we, the three of us had to figure it out on our own. Yeah, right? three writers. Should exactly. we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> three writers, no mentors, no role model. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right? Our role models are in the States, so they had their own system there. But to to success, to be a success in Singapore, Malaysia.
0: My role model was Jesus, Sufyan. <laughs> okay? You sacrilegious. Oh.
1: Jesus. <laughs> yeah, my son, right? My oh son. My yeah, God. yeah. He's. Crazy.
0: <laughs> Okay, um oh my God. does anyone have a um anyone have a good toast? Welcome to the tribe.
1: Um Oh Sufian's going. Okay, um uh, my toast is uh read like you live forever, write like you die tomorrow. Hey. Oh I love that. I love yeah, that. yeah, I love that I cheers.
0: The, the podcast is officially started. So the drink that I chose, the was, blood
2: sacrifice has been trying. Oh drank.
0: my god! Literally, because um, the choice of drink I chose was penfolds. Not because I know much about it, but I like the pun of three writers drinking penfolds. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Um. So you were telling me that you, Sufian, you told me that you just flew in today.
1: Yeah. Um. Jet lag I, boy. Uh. I have major jet lag brain right now. So if I say <laughs> anything stupid, blame the jet lag. Uh, I just I just flew in from London. Oh uh, yeah. it's it's very cold right now. So as a tropical boy, I, I was suffering for the past week. I love um, London though. Yeah. Um it was for it was it was for, for a work thing. Um I got to interview Son Hyung Min, um, who plays for Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh him, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I definitely know who
0: it is. Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> well, for those for the listeners who do, I mean, I mean, he was an amazing. I mean, he's an amazing human being, a, a, a complete pleasure to interview. Yeah. Um,
2: Sounds like you were suffering, you know, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was,
1: someone had a good time. I did. I did. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I did. But but yeah, I was. I was. Freezing my ass off while I while I did so, but but I had a good time
2: in a five star hotel
1: in a fi- the the Lauren Sounds the so sour milestone. right now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drinking from the grape. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those bucket list hotels, you know, because it's uh, it's <laughs> fantastic.
0: So I'm actually sitting here with two best selling authors, and I am trying not to let my imposter syndrome get in the way. But what uh, you um I have that as well, with um, the two of you. No, I Sufi. <laughs> I, I do. No, seriously, I do. <laughs> Okay, Come on, wanted- Adam.
2: You're like the one who has the most Instagram followers. Oh of my god, all of we're them. not going there.
0: <laughs> but the whole, the question I wanted to ask you guys is actually which of uh, which was the exact moment that made you go, "Hey, I'm actually sure a writer now." Was there an exact moment?
2: No, I mean I've been writing since I was a like a kid. I okay. used to make up stories
0: all the time,
2: um, and I've been entering competitions uh, like short story writing competitions since I was a teenager. Um, So, I guess I've been writing for a really, really long time.
0: But did it ever hit you that this is what you want to do in the future? I know this Mm. sounds like a job interview.
1: Yeah, (laughs) When they go from, you know, hobby. to Hey, I'm
0: writing to, hey, I'm a writer. Yeah.
2: Um, You know, the way I approach writing is that um, I write to make myself happy. I didn't necessarily think I want to make this a career or I should not make this a career. I just wrote whenever I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, it comes
0: by accident, right?
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, I had a discussion recently with another uh, author friend of mine, Jessie Sutanto, and she was saying like, oh, you know, um, she's a, she's also really, um, she's a real best-selling author. And um, she was saying like, oh, if I had gotten this level of success in my 20s, maybe I wouldn't have known how to handle this right. and as someone who was also published in their 30s i would also say like yeah i i'm i'm actually happy that i'm published in my 30s because i think i'm much more mature as a person and able to sort of like face being a semi-public figure figure and you she know
0: air quotes just so for the <laughs> listeners too
2: <laughs> yes on the semi-public figure part yes i did use air quotes yeah um yeah i, I just think i'm better equipped now than i was ten years ago to be an author. Okay. Yeah. Sufian.
1: Well, I mean, same story here. I I started writing when I was young. Um my first like piece of validation came when I was 14, secondary two, and there was an interclass skate competition. Okay? So Yeah, I know I was 14. Um and everybody was expecting the top class to win. Um they were headed by the son of a minister, which minister I will not name. Um, No shout out. (laughs) No, 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 no shout out. No. (laughs) Um, So everybody expected his class to win because, you know, um, he was always getting top grades in English and Lit. Yeah. And then this...
2: Nepu baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that.
1: Then came this, like, you know, boy from Bukit Panjang, from the HDB, from, you know, from
2: from the hood, the, from the hood, yeah, <laughs> the mean streets. yeah, coming Bukit in, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, coming in. You know, it was like Bukit Panjang versus Bukit Timah. You know, and, oh, and, oh, my this god, is good? Yeah, and hes he, a book, <laughs> <laughs> right? That should be a book. Yeah, he wrote an incredible story, incredible skit, and, and but you know, and, and I wasn't expecting anything because I was just like, I was just really putting in jokes onto paper and making my friends perform them. Um and we won. Um so that was my first that was the first validation I had as a writer at 14. Um so throughout my academic career as a student, you know, um I've always had essays that, that perform well. I ran the competitions. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um but then I filled my A levels. So, so there was a dark period in which I- it. Oh my God, it's so rude. <laughs> I I my He's sharing his trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fail, like, after going to a good school and then failing your A-levels, it's a terrible- It's Shame it's on the, your parents. Paradigm shift. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so for a long while, I, I didn't think I, I could cut it. You know, because that's what failure in Singapore does to you, especially if you- if you were in the good school system, yeah, right, you came from. Lauren, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Lauren's no laughing at me. <laughs> Why? <Yeah.
2: laughs> S- Sorry. <laughs>
1: my my shame laughed that right now. Oh, but yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. To anyway. continue with
0: that, uh. Very like okay. Very slightly. Oh my god, Lauren's trying to compose herself. Okay. Uh, so very slightly similarly, I was always good at English and the arts, but I was garbage at math and everything else. Mm. So <laughs> I don't know how. Like I can Oh
1: my god, Lauren! <laughs> I, I think Lawrence. <laughs> okay. Were you were you always a smart cookie? Yes. <laughs> no, I think she's laughing at us. <laughs> yeah, okay. she's laughing at
0: um,
2: us. No, I was always a A student. Sorry, guys. I
1: god okay, damn. Good.
2: I, yeah, I don't want a, to tweet my own horn. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was an A student to the point where I discovered Orchard Road <laughs> and skipping I classes. I thought you were going to say Orchard something else. <laughs> but know, Orchard Road and skipping classes to, you know, just loiter. Where do you hang out at? Vice Plaza. Oh,
0: shit. My, mine was Sydney Leisure. Ooh, the Burger King. And then, oh, then, yeah. then there's a bowling alley upstairs. I remember back in the day. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my God.
2: I used to play truant a lot, too.
0: But still a straight A student. A student. A's, yeah. God, what a flex! <laughs> <laughs> just flexing left and right.
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to be. When curious. you
0: guys, yeah, sorry.
1: So anyway, I was just go saying on, that. Go on. So there was a period of failure, and then, and then you know, then I wrote Harry's Been Potter. And oh yeah, you
0: know, I, I was going to ask you exactly that. When when did you write Harry's Been Potter?
1: So in poly. So my my academic career was secondary school JC, failed my A levels. Eds, um, Lawrence, <laughs> trying not to laugh. Yes, NS and then um, Polly. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was towards the, the tail end of my uh, of my time in Polly, and I was sitting in a very, very, very boring um, media management lecture. Oh God, Lauren doesn't believe in boring lectures. That's why she's <laughs> laughing.
2: <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm just
1: <laughs> <laughs> laughing with him. Right.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Something triggered me, and now I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs>
1: So, so yeah, so media management, I was so, I was bored out of my mind, started writing this story, went viral, and then... Uh, Wait, what do you mean went viral? Where do you post so it at? on on my blog, but it was shared on Facebook back then. You know, Facebook was the only...
0: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. So, Wait, so, so, <laughs> so, how, so how do you get published then? Um. So what happened was, after, so it went viral, like people were sharing around, people were talking about it, and then one of my friends started a... Um, self-publishing platform called Publishizer. Okay, yeah, that's like Publish Plus. The German word for shit is that. The, is that right, Scheizer? Scheizer. Oh, yeah, Schäuser.
0: Oh, Publish yeah. oh, That's cool. Yeah.
1: Um, and and yeah, so the crowdfunding campaign was successful, and we turned it into a book. Oh, sick! Yeah, thank you. That was
2: I just want to say that, like, I've read Harris Pin Porter, and it's funny. Thank you. So,
1: thank yeah. you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you always dabble into like parody like yeah. like not just in it has Been Powder but in, in your recent works as well yeah. like have you always been inspired by that
1: yeah i uh i mean so in starting in ns uh you know when i was when it really started hitting me that when when i was expanding my worldview yeah the fact that you know that my existence you know being br- being born malay in singapore d- defines um, you know c- certain aspects of life for me. Wait, you're Malay, no, Sofian? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I didn't know that, Sofian. <laughs> this is news to me, Sofian.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut in. I'm, I'm so full of shit. Yeah, yes
0: this is are. so.
2: This is going so well. Yeah, it's going so well. Yeah.
1: I'm what? Do you watch that, that Dave Chappelle episode where where he's a black? yes he's a white supremacist yes he's a blind white supremacist it's so supremacist. funny <laughs> 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 who didn't know who was black oh my god uh, where was I <laughs> yeah yeah. you, oh, you were know, saying
0: know. that yeah, sorry I cut in but you were saying that because of your background you felt oh that, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so so, uh, but I didn't have the sophistication of thought or language to kind of explore it in, in deeper ways so the, I used the only tool I, I had at that time which was humor yeah so you know I, I and and what I love exploring was the was the disconnect between how I grew up and, and my worldview with rest, the Western popular culture that I love. Yeah. So so Parodies became how I, I explored that. that so company. like um little red writing. <laughs> little writing to brown the and, and uh three shades of three brown. Three shades of brown instead yeah. of fifty shades of grey. Yeah, yeah. Because Malay people can't count to fifty. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm allowed sorry, okay, yeah. Yeah. So it 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 was just born from the fact that I didn't know any other way to to kind of explore that friction, you know, yeah. between between my worldview and and the Western pop culture that I love. Oh, sick. And Lauren, uh, for the
0: last Tang standing, how exactly do you go about writing it? Like, where do you start and what was the inspiration and everything?
2: <clears throat> so, um, I, of uh, or for whatever reason decided that I should try stand-up comedy so I was an amateur stand-up comic for two years uh, in Singapore and um, I sucked so bad <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I didn't care I was just doing it for myself because I love stand-up yeah. comedy and um yeah i I, uh, I got like lots of material that made no one laugh uh, when I was on stage, <laughs> oh but God. maybe it's just me, you know um, but I thought it would be really funny in a book mm-hmm. and so I um designed well, designed well, I plotted a book around some of the themes and I wrote last time Standing in 2017.
0: And yeah how, um how do you proceed to get published and everything like that
2: so um, so I finished in 2017 uh, I, I took a year to finish the book and I um, started pitching it in 2018 uh, sometime in the middle of 2018 um, I had some interest from some agents and but they said that the manuscript needed to be uh, reworked a little and I did that and then I went back to them like a year later and then I sold it in 2019 and it came out in 2020 <laughs> which we all know was a
1: terrible time to be
0: published. Fucking
1: awful. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But, you know, it's cool.
1: How do you do outreach and marketing then? Uh, Stand-up comedy? (laughs) No, no, no. I mean in 2020.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I was, I guess I was luckier in a sense because I, it came out in June instead of like March or April mm, or May, okay. even May, and I, I feel about. so bad about my for my friends who came out in those three months because there were supply chain issues. Yeah. There, you I know it's the pandemic. You know it's the pandemic. Everything was like locked down if you still recall. And June yeah. was when they just started opening up again. You know, mm. and yeah, I I mean it wasn't the best time, but it was probably slightly better than like March or April and May. Um, anyway, so they did. Whatever publicity they could, um, I did a lot of Zoom interviews. and The book came out and it, it did relatively well. It still continues to get readers. Cheer, sorry.
0: No, sorry. Uh, um, I was saying cheer like uh oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay. <laughs> that was embarrassing.
1: Could you just say
0: yeah or <laughs> who? Like uh, a, a whole like woo- person. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just high fived Sufian. <laughs> We're ganging up on Adams. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she didn't
0: slap me. She high <laughs>
2: No, that doesn't warrant a slap. But anyway, yeah. So it came out and, and it did all right, and uh, it did I had great. second book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will have a third book in twenty twenty four. So
0: hey, yes. yeah, cheers. Are you writing something too, Sophia? Um,
1: yeah. So I'm working on the fourth novel, and the idea now is to finally step outside of Singapore. Try five. Um, I'm writing one too. Nice. Yay, all of us. Five. Yes. Try five. Okay. Cool. All right. Wait, this um, is the first time I've ever done a uh, try five that's really? not a thing one more time one more, one time. more time here we go i Adam
2: is trying to make one like one. <laughs> whatever this is try a five. thing a uh,
0: try five yeah Yeah. yeah. Okay. just
2: because you repeat something
0: <laughs> <laughs> a Lauren, few times it's like, try goddamn five <laughs> no Okay. so uh, I'm trying uh, I'm working on my next novel as well nice and I also want to try a branch out of Singapore because yeah, yeah Um. Yeah, pretty much. I just want to try to get like more reach and everything. Um, how um, how's it going for you guys though? Any any like writer's block?
2: We never talk about writer's block, right? What's that? <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> you're, you're afraid that if you block, mention it, it becomes real. I'm knocking on wood <laughs> right now. Wood?
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I I think we all have yeah, writer's definitely. block from time to time, but um, something I've learned like in terms of craft, yeah, like you're supposed to just um write through it. I know that seems counterintuitive because when you have a blog, you can write. But um, exactly. what I usually do if I encounter like writer's blog is I just write around what I'm supposed to write. Like maybe I'm supposed to write about like a chapter on a, a, a woman. Who, like Sorry. Goes into the woods <laughs> and then she discovers like her boyfriend is waiting for her there with a knife, right? That, that's, that's just say.
0: Yeah. And so Let's if I can't... <laughs> that's where you went for this and example. And if I can't...
2: And if I can't write that chapter, I might just step back and I'll write a limerick or whatever. Or or I'll make up a stand up set, like a bit or something. And yeah, that's how I move on and re like recalibrate or um, yeah, just encourage my brain to sort of like get back to the Ooh. subject matter at hand.
0: That's great advice. Yeah.
2: yeah. You, I mean, or some people say that you should like do some other mundane activity, but let your brain just kind of run in the background Yeah, because yeah. that will encourage your brain to come up with a solution. And I think like I, I tell all my friends who are writing, like um, if you ever get stuck, like don't think about it. Just keep writing and like, don't try to make every sentence so perfect. Mm. I remember reading about this author who had, Shall Not Name, who said that she took 10 years to write her book and it was like she labored over every sentence. And I just thought to myself, that sounds really painful, um, and of course, like of course, the genre matters as well. But I I think you should just get the first draft out, and then only then should you edit at mm. like sentence level. You know, that's Instead what I'm trying of, to like, do too. Actually, you can't. You can't um, yeah.
0: because uh, I I also read someone where they said that they will leave, they'll purposefully leave spelling errors, so mm. their mind says this is a draft so i can fuck up as much as i can. Oh yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. You
2: know what? I have a friend who writes in comic sans.
0: Oh my god, no. the sacrilege. <laughs> yeah. but,
2: No, but, but apparently the, it does.
1: Help. I guess it gives him the intention of I mean, it it tells him this best, is so. just a draft. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly.
2: You can relax. So when you write in comic sans, if like it's a font that tells you you can relax.
1: Right. Oh, oh damn. damn, I love that actually. Yeah.
2: And you just like write.
1: That's smart. Holy crap. That's I try really to try that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: How do you deal with writer's um, block? Writer's block. <laughs> We're all knocking on wood right <laughs> I mean, now. knock
1: on wood. <laughs> My, I I do I do believe that doing mundane things helps. Um, for me, I think it's physiological as well. Sometimes, yeah. like you know, you're just in positions or or, or, or situations that um, that causes the block. I don't know. Okay, you know, what? I I've no, I've, no, sense, I've been yeah. speaking to a few like spiritual practitioners that i have a few of those in my life okay and mm-hmm. they always say like you know and they believe in yoga right so yoga is all about movement and the flow of energy So yeah, yeah i believe it I believe when you're that. sitting down yeah. typing mm. the energy you you reach an energy block yeah so i run i will go for a run
2: oh that's really good i yeah, know so many really authors yeah. who run yeah exactly yeah it helps yeah. 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 yeah it does it does
0: um another author who likes running is um haruki murakami
1: <laughs> uh, what I mean when <laughs> no Lauren hates Haruki right? no I don't hate <laughs> I just no. want to see her face
2: I don't that's should exaggeration what's, what's this
1: book again what I mean when I what I mean when I say I go for right? yeah, yeah 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 that yeah, one yeah. yeah yeah do you guys have any favorite authors not
0: Haruki oh, yeah the <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah.
1: laughs> two of no, you oh my god uh, he, had, he perfected the art of writing nothing beautifully I feel. Mm.
0: no actually that's, that's, very, uh, that's an eloquent way of explaining what he does because because yeah. he, he, there's sometimes where he writes like 30-40 pages of just a guy waking up going to the bookstore jacking off going to sleep <laughs> no like literally um, Kafka on the Shore like the last 50 pages was just this guy
2: spoiler alert
0: spoiler alert on <laughs> Kafka and- on the Shore and then he goes in the woods, and his boyfriend kills him. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, like no, like there's 50 pages of him just like um, waking up, going to sleep. I would not say what was happening in that situation, but he was waking up, going to sleep. So, I, I okay, I'm I'm the minority here. I kind of like his writing simply because I like magical realism. Mm. But me too. Yeah, but I prefer like Kazuo Ishiguro. Okay. Um, Jeanette Winterson, these kind of people who really dabble in magical realism. Oh, Lauren! I think
1: you're not convincing, Lauren. Wait, Jeanette <laughs>
0: Winterson? You don't like Jeanette Winterson? I love Jeanette. Yeah, okay, Winterson. good, good. There we go. Okay. She
2: was at the Singapore Writers Festival. I
1: was there. I was
2: there. Yeah, uh, yeah, you were.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh um.
2: God. So you were saying favorite authors? Um, I have so many, but uh, who do I like? I Sufyan
0: like.
1: Everyone's favorite author. Exactly, Besides brother. That's me.
2: <laughs> it's so many. Um. So yeah, I can't. I can't pick. There's just so many good authors in every genre. I don't. I don't have one genre I read. Yeah, this I feels like asking day. for your favorite
1: child day. kind of question. Fair, yeah, that's true. But do, do any come to mind immediately?
2: I actually really like Jonathan Franzen. So yes, I, I know some S- people. Sufian
1: Hakim. <laughs> 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 You're such a dick. <laughs>
2: Are you trying to get into stand-up comedy? <laughs> if, no, no, no. if you are, I can refer you to some places.
0: Would you ever try doing stand-up comedy again though?
2: Mm. Uh, for the sake of everyone else who wants to get into the scene, I would
1: refrain. Should, <laughs> I should speak to Sam, Sam C, or C something, yeah. Or, and, uh, and ask him to do Writer's Night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dog. writers trying to do stand-up. A writer's night. First time comedy, yeah, I think that's a that's a good idea right there. Yeah, oh yeah. god, I'll be so shit. <laughs> we all will be <laughs> oh my but god. that's the idea. I actually have this I'm um, not
0: crap.
2: I'm
1: just yeah yeah, I'm sure I'm, you're I'm not. crap
2: on stage, but my material is not crap.
1: Exactly, yeah. I
0: that's think why I you're think a bestseller, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: why you're an author, I yeah. guess,
0: you
2: know. I'm just terrible on stage. Like nobody believes me I, when I, I deliver I my lines. <laughs>
0: Hey, Sufjan, if you could be any... If you could try any other profession besides what you do. Lauren's clearly going to be a stand-up comedian. Mm. Um, opening for Dave Chappelle. Um, but, um, no. Um, what kind of profession would you try? Satay
1: seller. What? Satay seller.
2: Really? Yeah, Why? I, 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 like, I am it's a... so random.
1: I am a satay connoisseur. Like, I, 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 I know my shit when it comes to
0: satay. Where's your favorite satay in Singapore?
1: Um, right now, it's a stall... I can't remember the name. But it's a stall Advice. VICE... Um, the Vice Plaza? No, no, sorry. Um, East Coast Park. <laughs> My bad. East Coast Park. The, the hawker center. Oh, Lagoon. Uh, yeah, Lagoon. Yeah. So there's, there's one. I, I don't know the number or the name, but it's. Uh, I know exactly where it is. It's facing out to the sea. It's not all the inward facing stores. Oh, I love satay. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I so, uh, um I
0: personally don't know what I would try. I've always wanted to be a teacher, but I sincerely doubt <laughs> I have the patience for it. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to.
1: But okay, so when we think of teacher, you know, sometimes it's images of like just little kids running around. Yeah, the the, yeah.
0: the, the, the romantic
1: nature of it. Right? But there's also, you know, lecturing or, yeah. or being a professor, right? Where it's a more mature audience. <coughs> yeah, that's true. You know, who you don't want to stab. Yeah, that's true. Right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what when, I, when, when, I was, when I
0: was in secondary school, we tormented our teachers. But the only right. class that I was really quiet in was English and Lit. Mm. Uh, so I think I always had a romantic idea of how <laughs> what <laughs> 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 just you can't laugh into the mic and then turn away <laughs> but I always had a very romantic idea of how like a teacher should be mm. Um, but yeah pretty much do you guys remember when your first rejection was as a writer or one of the most prominent ones because oh. all, all of us go through it I think that's one of the main cruxes of being a writer yeah but do you have one that really stands
1: out? When I was self-published, so it was the first days of getting Harvey Spin Potter out. uh, You know, so I wrote a whole bunch of letters to retailers asking if, if, you know, they would pick Pick up the book.
0: Oh, so you manually emailed Kinokunya and everything.
1: Self-published means Whoa, doing wow. hustler, hustler. Every fucking thing. Um sorry, that was the first effort of today's session. Drink, drink! <laughs> Cheers, guys. Um so you know, as a self-published author, you have to do everything. Logistics. Meaning going out to the printers, getting a quote, asking them how long it can take, Yeah. getting it printed, picking it up. Picking it up, picking (laughs) 50 boxes of heavy, 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 Heavy. each containing 20 copies, you know. And then, and like, I don't have my own vehicle, so like, I got a grab. (laughs) A grab? Yeah. So, so like, I talked to the driver about it, and he's like, oh, it was so heavy. So, like, I had to take like five first, then the rest I left with the printers, then I took multiple, multiple trips
2: dedicated. Self is
1: dedication, man. Self-published is, yeah. is a nightmare. Okay,
2: so where where what's the rejection story? Tell us.
1: So um so I wrote I wrote a bunch of um letters to, to different retailers. Um the smaller ones tend to say yes. Yeah. Because they, they're doing things with consignment. Meaning, whatever they sell, their the portion they keep, then the rest of the books that don't sell, they return to you. Of course. But the bigger bookstores um don't function on consignment. So they usually, they will usually order a bulk at a time. And if you have an unproven, self-published author, there's that have to, you know, for you to. So um, I would name the, I would name Rich um, Bookstore. It is a well-known one, um, but- How it, many times did they say no? <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, Kino said yes. Oh, sweet. Kino said yes, but um nice. a very small um, number. That's still awesome though. Yeah, but I mean, and even then they say yes quite late on. I had to go through a few rejections before that. And that was painful because, you know, so it was a, it was a crowdfunding thing, right? So I given the copies to so people who supported the crowdfunding, platform, to the crowdfunding campaign. Uh, I gave um, a few to smaller bookstores. They would take like five to ten. Yeah. But I still have like what six hundred books, 500, 600 books like left. Oh shit, left yeah. So were they there. all just in your house? Yeah, yeah. I created like forts with <laughs> like, box forts. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and my cats would jump on them. Um and and yeah, so 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 they were just sitting there and I was just trying to get them, you know. Um trying to get a bookstore to pick them up, but most did not. You know, so yeah, so there was a lot of rejections from from the big bookstores, and it feels so. It feels like okay, successful crowdfunding campaign. You know, I I sold I sold a few to small bookstores, and then it feels like that's it. That's the that's the ceiling. I yeah. reached that ceiling, so that's how it felt when I got when I got rejected by these big bigger bookstores. You know, yeah, um, but because you know, so it, it was like a month or two before things started picking up. When I when Kino sold out theirs and asked for another one, then the and, and the smaller bookstore started asking for more copies. Then the other bookstores started like, you know, pay attention.
0: Yeah. So that's how you slowly got, got your way up.
1: So there was even one bookstore which okay, the email thread was me sending them, Hey, can you pick up my books? them going, No and then uh them e- emailing me again pertaining to the email above.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good feeling. Yeah. 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 Wait, how long was it that you were in this bracket bracket drought of getting you, trying to get your books out there? Because it must be a pretty harrowing experience because it's your soul. Yeah, it was about
1: a month plus. Yeah, so it feels like- It's okay.
0: Yeah, a month is okay, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I the mean flex
1: looking, looking back now, yes, oh, it is. Worst okay. month of my but life within that month. <laughs> I, I yes, Laura I Laura just left. I'm leaving, <laughs> to, I'm leaving too. <laughs> yes, I agree that it, it's a relatively short period of time compared to how other authors have suffered but or it felt I waited for yeah. uh, for a yes. But within that month, it just felt like that's it. I'm at my ceiling. I need to rethink my life. I'm not gonna make it as a, as an author. Go back into whatever work I was doing, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and and maybe write hallmark cards instead of, of an entire novel <laughs> kind of
0: thing, you know. But. He just went to the drink. Okay, Lauren. <laughs>
2: um, I I mean, when I was f- like first going uh out with my manuscript to find an agent, yeah, and the so-called submissions process, um. Yeah, I got a couple of rejections. I, I w- actually only targeted like less than 10 agents in my first submission.
0: All of them overseas. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah.
2: So, uh I'm 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 published by an primarily by an American imprint under Penguin Random House. So, um Sick. in order to to be published in the US, you need a US agent most yeah. of the time. I mean, like 99.9% of the time. So, um I had to first find an agent before they could like sell my script. And like the biggest hurdle I, I thought in my head was getting an agent. Um, and of course, like in the first round of submission, I got a couple of yeses and a couple of noes. And I actually remember the noes more than I remember we the yeses. We always
0: do. We always do. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, but you know, because I had been so bad in stand-up comedy. I
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you keep mentioning that? <laughs>
2: I, I think it just kind of helped me. The like skin. Yeah. I was like, Okay, I have I know I'm like I have something. I have a lot of self-belief in it. Like I have a lot of self-belief in in terms of like that manuscript and I thought like okay fine, it's not but I also had yeses at the same time. So like okay, the rejection stung but m- because of the stand-up comedy heckling and my own self-belief, I guess I it didn't sting so much. Yeah. Um so but maybe it's also the way I approach things right I I don't look at rejection as rejection of me per se it's actually something that you can learn from like if people are telling you that this doesn't work for them and they give you the reasons it behooves you to sort of listen because there's a professional telling you why it isn't working for them and so if because i approached it that way as well i and i'm learning i i didn't take the rejections so badly um i just took them as like a learning experience so um for me like the rejections aren't like so bad i feel um yeah i learned from them sorry i don't have anything like no 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 horrible um, to tell you i actually <laughs> wanted
0: to ask though like following up on that i found that quite interesting what kind of things do you th- like? How do you think you improved from these um, rejections or like? Because you you mentioned words of wisdom they gave you, right? Like, mm-hmm. did you do you remember any of them in particular?
2: Oh yeah, they like. Um, so with my first novel, Last Tang Standing, because uh, at first it didn't really have like a very traditional ending. It didn't have what because my my book straddles like two three genres. It's like a uh, women's fiction rom-com contemporary romance Um, and in like romance you tend to have certain like genre um, restrictions right and so like originally when I pitched my book it didn't have the ending that it has right now in the current form in the books Um, and uh, like people told me that if you want to sell your books you need to change the ending you need to like rewrite that part of the book because the rest of it works and so Were you um, hesitant to do that? oh no, I completely, <laughs> I'm not precious with my manuscript. Oh, you I was give. like, okay. oh, okay, sure. Yeah, if it helps me sell and like make money, sure. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, very protective with their work and they, they rightly so. Mm. But I view like, I mean, I was having a long-term view. I mean, maybe because I thought like, as long as I got my foot in the door, then let's worry about what happens after that. It's yeah. more important to get your foot in the door. Um, so that was how I was approaching it. And I wasn't too precious with my manuscript. I took the feedback given to me by professionals and I improved my manuscript, so-called. I don't know. Maybe some people will say that the first draft was better. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's how I viewed it. So I think it's a matter of mindset. Like, um, If you take good feedback and you incorporate it, I think that's actually a win. It's not, it's not something that should like bring you down. Because if you don't take the rejection personally, but you look at it as an opportunity, then I think that's how you will improve as a writer and also as a person.
0: Oh, sick. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who are actually looking to get agents though? Because Sofia and I are both local, right? Um, in terms of where we publish that and everything. If someone was looking for, and I know you did a talk about this, but you'd mind sharing a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I don't mind. Um, AKA for the two of us.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This is
1: vital information for
0: me as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cheers, 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 cheers,
2: cheers. To cheers. agents! Cheers for everybody. to agents. <laughs> um, so how I got an agent. Um, I did a lot of research online. I read like all the how to get an agent, like blogs and articles and all that. And I basically followed the steps of whatever I learned online. I did the cold like email with my submissions package. Um, I approached it pretty like methodically, you know, like I said, like, oh, they, they, they gave stuff, advice and tips like, oh, you need to make sure you you write to the right agents and you have to make sure that that fits the genres that they represent. Mm. All these are very good gen- general tips. But, you know, from time and time, time and time again, like on Twitter, we see all these Agents that say, "Oh, you know, I got this in my slush pile." It's like this guy saying, "This is the best thing you will ever read." You have to represent yeah. <laughs> me, and I, I, kind of feel like there's always people like that, and and they just, they just don't have that self awareness. So yeah. I think it's really important to do the research and then have that self awareness um, as to whether you actually have uh, the writing chops as well. And of course, I have to say that like um, some of it is also. There's an element of luck. So, of course, there are lots and lots, many, many skilled people out there who are all good writers. But whether or not you get an agent and whether or not you get published, um, there is, of course, an element of luck involved, I think.
1: What goes into a submission package?
2: So, um, like to your agent, a uh, potential agent, like yeah. it depends. It varies from agent to agent, agency to agency. Yeah. Um, you need to have like a email and a cover letter, basically a cover yeah. email. Um, and then like depending on the requirements, maybe like the, the first three chapters or the first fifty pages. It really depends on the agent. And um yeah, that's the basic submissions package.
0: That's, that's interesting because I always thought that it was the full manuscript. It's just the few no, pages. No,
2: it really depends on the agent. So like different agents would put like their requirements on the website. Um I mean on the um there's this like there's this like so called yellow pages.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And this is a very old yes, was, yeah. thing, old school thing. Um um of like um of, of of what agents want when they look at the slush pile. Like what the for, like genre. yeah yeah exactly yeah. and like how much they want in the first email so once they respond to you and they say i'm interested in looking through your full manuscript then you send your full manuscript and the format matters and um like for example if they say no pdfs then please don't send them a pdf if they say send us a pdf then you send them a pdf like I mean, I haven't been submitting for a while. I submitted in twenty eighteen. But you know what I mean. I mean you only need that that one agent. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: No, I mean, um it's it's not like every time you want to publish you get an agent. You have that agent and hopefully that's the agent that represents you for the rest of your career, right? And of course I have changed agents, but I've only done the submissions process once. So I mean things could have changed from 2018 till now I don't know um, but yes and of course you the other way you do it is that you participate in so called like twitter pitches so sometimes you have twitter pitch events where like people follow certain hashtags and they just participate in like online pitches on twitter um like agents would like their tweet and say hey could you send me your 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 submissions package, uh, your cover letter, and the, the first three chapters or whatever, um, and and then if they're interested, they will ask you for the full manuscript, and hopefully they'll sign you up, and um and you will get published, hopefully.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. that's really useful. Thank you. Yeah. How far in are you with your manuscript, man?
1: Um, I'm at least two chapters in, so. Yeah. Same here. Okay. I'm at chapter five. <laughs> so I'm ahead of you by a little bit. Okay, so that's enough to send in a submissions package for some reason.
2: Oh, no, never. You should finish the manuscript first as a, as an unproven, <laughs> so-called unproven author you need to send in. You need to have a polished manuscript because the moment they say, hey, I like your material, send me the full manuscript. And you're like, oh, I'm in the middle of writing the rest of it. They would just like blacklist you. What? What?
1: Yes. So we can't go like, can you give me... No, of three course months not. months to no, of five course years not. to finish this. But oh, my manuscript is gold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, this is the best Backlist. thing you
1: ever read. Yeah, these first <laughs> three <caps>. chapters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. You should have a complete manuscript that has been hopefully edited and like you know you've tidied it up before right. you Damn. go okay. on submissions. Yeah.
0: How many chapters in are you for your next book?
2: So I am in the editing process for my third novel which is also my young adult debut um i am also write co-writing a murder mystery rom-com
0: murder mystery rom-com. murder mystery rom-com
2: yeah with a friend and we're hoping to go in on submissions in february nice. and i'm also working on a paranormal uh comedic fiction
0: oh yeah you told me that yeah, oh yeah. Did you didn't talk more about it
2: Um, I mean, it's about like vampires. Ooh, uh huh. And like, and
1: Stephanie Meyer vampires or Anne Rice vampires? Oh, good question. But it's also you
2: have Nosferatu vampires. You know,
0: I want to suck (laughs) your blood.
2: Um, but yeah I'm actually thinking of setting it on like Chinese vampires, but okay. Uh, oh the little mm-hmm. jumping
0: ones with the f- oh that is amazing. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Representation matters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys yeah.
0: um what's your writing process like? Do you guys write out in a cafe? Do you need noise? Do you need silence? I you work with people. Ooh,
1: I'm I'm a cliche. It's a Starbucks. JK mm. Rowley. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Starbucks. Um uh, Must it be at, Starbucks? Not necessarily. It's a coffee place. It's a place with coffee, yeah, and good Wi-Fi, <laughs> um, and yeah. And so I'm 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 not you know I'm not fussed about whether it's chaotic or not. As long as I have my corner, um, I am not a planner. I'm a, so uh, I'm a right, penser, you're pencer. a what? Pencil. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh you don't outline. Yeah, I don't outline.
1: Yeah, I don't outline. Well, I mean, eventually I do. So what I do is I'll I'll start with what I call raw material. Yeah. So I'll just write sometimes vignettes that are connected of just... Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> I do that too. And then after that, I give them some samples of story and structure. I, mm. I can't from the start go, okay, chapter one, chapter one. is gonna happen. You know, I can't. Oh, well, I do you?
2: that now. Um. So like, yeah. I, I started doing that by the time I started my third novel. I... Yeah, I just can't pants. I mean, I k- kind of pants in the way... Like, I'm a planter. I don't know what they call it now. The, <laughs> the portmanteau. <laughs> um, like, I do do a rough outline. A, sort of like a rough summary of what I think the different acts should be. Um, But my characters always surprise me. Because when I write, I'm like... I, I give them space to surprise me. So sometimes... They might just take a completely different path, and then I'll have to redo the summary. I mean, because whenever I pitch a project, I need to write a summary and like give give that to the to the editors. Yeah,
0: I was way too much of a planner, so I remember that I wrote chapter one t- to chapter two in like two months, and I said this is <laughs> way too much time, so I just decided to fuck it and just like write without even thinking right off the bat, but I. But the planning process of this novel has been like six months, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like I think after this life electric came out, um, which was my debut novel, I said, okay, you know what? I'll finish my manuscript end of next year, mm. and it's been like I think three years since then, and I'm still nowhere close, which is annoying. So I told myself that by the end of this year, I will get an, I'll get an agent. Exactly. So I'm putting that out in the universe. Yes. Mm. and yes. manifesting yes. that's Manifested. important and it'd be yeah. pretty cool actually if we somehow managed if we have a season 2 of this show if the 3 of us actually get, uh, get our, our novels out we should yeah. talk about that
1: yeah and for 2 of us an agent yes yeah yeah. what do you guys
0: think is the most difficult part about being a writer all the money and fame <laughs> 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 just sleeping on uh, all this cash is yeah, bad for exactly. my back
1: yeah uh, t- <laughs> I'm not able to like, okay. go on to NTUC what they recognize. <laughs> uh,
2: I, you know... <laughs> it's such a prick. <laughs> from a Singaporean context, um, I mean, I think being based in Singapore as a creative is tough because, like, Absolutely. in general, people don't necessarily... Um, and not that I'm looking for recognition or validation. I just find that, like, when you're a creative in Singapore, most of the time people are like, but Why? It's almost as though like they don't see the utility yeah. in being creative. And I find it very shocking because the exercise of being creative is is exactly what makes us human. Preach. Right? And 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 it makes it like if you're just doing your job and just doing the the basic in order to like survive uh in the literal sense that like, you know just to make bank or whatever and and you don't nurture the other side of you that like wants to discover, wants to dream wants to just put something out there that is just not connected to an ROI right Mm. Um, then I feel like that's like that defeats the purpose of being a human you might as well be a droid, or I mean even AI nowadays you can make creative stuff right so I I actually find that is the challenging thing when I'm in Singapore Um, it's really hard for me to find people I can vibe with so I really appreciate like meeting all you guys
0: Shile. (laughs) (laughs)
2: but it's true and that's also part of the reason why I joined stand-up comedy despite like how bad I was at it Um, because I really like the community like I like the fact that everyone was just so um, welcoming yeah well the audience wasn't necessarily (laughs) welcoming (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I like the people who are in stand-up comedy because I they understood that like this is like a joy, a joy to be able to express yourself and just like don't give a shit about what mm. anyone thinks about what you're saying. Well, most of the time you don't because like most stand-up comics, they just like have no filter. Um, yeah. And that's that's the only way. I mean, um, yeah, if you're always thinking about how you'll be perceived or whether you're like proper, then you will never be a great comic slash creative so and and i fully think that that's that for me that's the challenging part like finding my tribe so i'm very appreciative of all the the creatives i meet (laughs)
1: like
2: in singapore i I really Mm. do like whether they're artists or they're like uh, playwrights or poets or they're i don't know like uh, give me another creative Job. Come
1: on. This artist, designer. I um, already said artist. Uh, um, singer. Singer. singer um,
2: interpretive dancer. Okay, like yeah. you know, you know what I'm trying to get at. Player, um, okay. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it always like enriches me after I meet people like that because mm-hmm. I find that like I, I feel maybe welcomed in a way. Like I feel like I meet kindred spirits. I've met kindred spirits and I feel enriched after I leave the encounter. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think to build on top of that, one of the biggest challenges, I guess, is the lack of community. I mean, not the lack of community, but um, the lack of culture, the lack of creative culture in Singapore. Yeah, it, it is creative prevalent culture, yes. in a specific community. Yes, so when you find your tribe, you know, you, you see it. It it's it's a li- living breeding thing. You know, the 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 creative industries in Singapore, the creative scene in Singapore, but it's not. It's not to a point where the majority of the population can understand why you're doing what you're doing, where you're coming from, you know. Yeah, so like, hundred percent. I, I had to fight with my parents to do what I do, you know, because because versus you know using my education to become a proper media professional and you know working like like getting a good a cushy job on, at media corp, you yeah. know, kind of thing versus like. Going out of that and, and and writing or creating something in your voice, saying what you want to say, that's, you know, not everybody understands that that's a need. That's yeah. A, Absolutely. Yeah. So for yeah.
0: me, um, last year I was, um, okay, I keep saying last year. It's really 2023. 2022 was the year that I decided to do writing full-time. But 2021, I was doing this startup with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was in February and I was like writing my manuscript and he said, um, because he's very, we, we, just, we, we are right brain, um, logic is left brain, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think left brain Yeah, I'm is not sure, but he, he, he's on the other side of the brain. <laughs> um, and, and so he was telling me that, um, and I remember we were having a drink and he said to me, okay, so when, when will you like properly start focusing on- your career and I went yeah I am though and he says no but you're focusing on your hobby you, you shouldn't do that huh. and I remember that I felt my heart sink because he, he's a really good friend of mine but and he mm, meant no malice yeah. yeah but he just did not get it and he said because you know we have to work right mm. can't you just like write an hour a day and then I said no that's not how it works and he says wait so you really think that writing is what you want I said it's not it's what I need Hmm, like yeah. writing is a is a fucking need yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that some people don't understand that yeah and I think so yeah, yeah.
2: um, and, and I mean I don't blame people in Singapore for I having that yeah, absolutely because not. I mean it's such an expensive city to live in um, you kind of have to make pragmatic choices. Yes. Um, I, I, I do recognize that, but I, I also think that like the act of creating doesn't need to be like something that takes up your entire day or whatever. I, I just feel like even small acts of creation should be celebrated, should mm. be encouraged, mm. um, and should just in general be supported. Like Because, you know, it's, it's not a, a, like a binary, like, oh, you have to write a novel. Or you have to work in banking you know what i mean it it can be that 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 middle ground like oh you know i like pottery i'm going to do it every weekend i make that commitment to do that but i am also a successful teacher you know that kind of thing it doesn't have to be one or the other i just feel like it should be part of a holistic way of living Mm -hmm. but that doesn't seem to um I and, and the French expression I'm thinking is entre dans l'esprit. Like it doesn't form part of the uh the, the culture here to have that holistic way of approaching life in yeah. if if that makes sense. Um because. and and I think that's a shame because that's that creation is being human. Creating is being human. Being mm-hmm. creative is human. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm. When I was writing um Harry's been Potter, I was a copywriter for an agency. Yeah. So because I had to juggle both, right? It was it it was literally what what nine to six of work, right? But I would find pockets of time like in the train on the way to work, in the train home, yeah during lunchtime, where I would just be anti-social, just push my you know, just go away from everything, open my laptop, right. And mm-hmm. I felt more alive in those few minutes than in the office, like, you know, at a meeting or or, or, or doing anything. So, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. 100%. It's sustenance. Yeah. yeah, it's sustenance. Yeah, it's yeah, need, it's, like, like yeah.
2: it's yeah. a need.
0: It's a need. I want to quote my home girl, uh, Jeanette Winterson. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Jeanette, if you're listening to this, and I'm sure you are, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Okay, so basically when I went to her little talk, um, which was one of the most beautiful experiences, mm-hmm. um, she is nowhere near eloquent. But she, she speaks poetry. Like the way she talks, it somehow loops it around. And mm-hmm. I had a notebook, and I was scribbling down everything she said. So there's one thing she said that like I that was like tearing, <laughs> <and all. laughs> I was tearing up like a kid. Okay, so she's talking about basically, you know, I don't know if you know about her relationship with her mom is pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. So her mom, um, she said this. Um, there was one day where Jeanette Winston woke up and her mom had taken all her favorite books and burnt them like a like a bonfire. <gasps> oh no! And so she said. When my favorite books were burnt, it made me realize that everything outside, no matter how precious they were to me, is out of my control. And anything inside of me, they cannot take from me. And I have my language forever.
2: Oh, that's so poetic. It's yeah. so, oh, poetic, so, so poetic. But it's so true. Like, I think yeah. people just don't under-
0: really understand what we're trying to do. Oh, yeah, maybe, not, maybe I'm, I'm making a grandstanding statement, but it's quite difficult for people to know how <coughs> important creativity is, not just for the act of it for other people to read, but for the act of the person actually creating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always been like my best friend to me. Um, but,
2: but therapeutic. yeah, it's therapeutic, but let's talk about that. Actually, I want to talk <laughs> about like how not only do people in Singapore, maybe like don't appreciate like creatives, but also somehow, and maybe, maybe it's not just in Singapore, but it's more largely um, because this, act sustains us entertains us makes us happy Um. they also feel like somehow you don't need to be paid to do this um and so that's something that really upsets me um like oh you know you're doing this creative work let me rip you off uh let me like pirate your books and or let me ask you to do work for me and not pay you for it because it's exposure Exposure. Ah,
0: ah, fuck you in that word exposure
2: yeah, I mean, and so this this to me is <laughs> is is a reflection like of a, just generally the culture here that says like your work is not important, mm. and I think it sucks. It should be this. I mean, this is just a general comment, but it should should not be that way. Yeah, yeah. Like we should value creative work um, from like a young age. Why is it when we're young, when we're like like kids, and we make like a crappy uh like pasta uh like you know drawing or whatever like we're encouraged for it we're, mm. we're celebrated for making crap stuff but when we reach a certain age we're told to like grow up and drop that that's so abrupt and so stupid yeah. i feel like then you know up the process, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mom exactly. why would you
0: bring me to piano class and wait wait you like piano you want to do it for wait <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where did this come from <laughs>
2: whatever it is, like, you know, like, it doesn't just stop one day. We're like, oh, it's a, we're allowed to create when we're kids, but then when we're older, it's stupid. That just, that just boggles my mind. And yeah, so.
0: So when I was younger, I had a really bad stutter. Uh So like, I would talk, yeah, I would talk like,
2: You're so well-spoken now. Hey, thanks. Yeah.
0: So I would be like, and I got teased that, right? All the kids laugh at me and everything. So mean. And so what I did was I wrote. And sometimes to the teacher, I'll write and give it to them. When I felt something, oh, I'll write. nice. Okay. And then I started to realize, oh, it was like catharsis for me. It wasn't just a way. And then I remember that, yes, you still get teased for handing a note to the teacher because everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. But it was my way of being eloquent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think writing for me has always been quite precious. Uh, and it kind of feels funny that these days you get, I don't know if you guys experience it much, but I do many live events. Uh, and surprisingly a lot of local brands want you to do it for free what so, I don't what? Know that. Okay, okay. so basically um, I've been lucky with brands for it okay, I want to shout out to some brands our second nature amazing right mm. like some really good local brands they respect your craft yes there should. are some local brands that literally um, I remember that they told me they wanted to have me on board for their launch and I said oh yeah I'd love to do it here's my quote and then the woman looked at me, and it, it like you could see the smile slip from her, from her face. It's kind of like she realized that we we're not having the same conversation. And she <laughs> suddenly went, "Oh, um, okay, I would like you to know, um, who, I, I don't know if you know what we do or who we are." I'm like, "No, you guys are established in Singapore. I know who you are." She's like, "Yeah, um, we can give you a lot of publicity, and I want we you to properly, I want you to properly think about this." And tell me what what price you're willing to give me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah you. It's I, do right. want, I
0: don't want to mention them, but it's it was so. Did
1: you even go into negotiation? They no. went Straight into yeah. The publicity could get you. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: But exposure doesn't feed us literally. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean that's that's the kind of mindset that I feel is a emblematic of you know, society in some place. I want to share Singapore. something,
0: but... Okay, this kind of, okay, I feel like I can only share it with you guys because you guys are writers as well. And everyone
2: listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I remember that during uh, like COVID time two years ago, I was suddenly angry that I was just a writer and it felt really messed up because I never want to say just before yes, anything I want. Yeah. yeah, just never say just. Um, But I was looking at all these like my friends who were designers getting paid to create NFTs, getting paid to do all these things and I almost felt angry that I didn't have an additional skill set which made me kind of upset at myself because writing has been there for me through so much of my life Mm. and now it's almost like you're married to an amazing woman and suddenly, oh wait, this girl's getting a lot of attention. Oh, I I suddenly want to have something with her but no, that shouldn't be the case. um, You're loyal to what was loyal to you Mm. and I don't know if you guys felt this during the whole COVID time where illustrators were getting so much money, all of a sudden they were celebrated, like celebrated. Which I'm happy for them, of course, but yeah. suddenly it felt like. I think one person said to me, Okay, as a joke. He said, Hey, don't you think poetry is kind of just glorified copywriting? That I went, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. But oh you okay, no, he meant it as a joke. Yeah, okay, a joke. that's but, but it <laughs> what it's this is say Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Stung. I can imagine. So Holy bad. Shit. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I think that's the whole thing about. I don't know if you guys felt that um, at any point in your life with what you do.
2: Um, I mean, speaking as a woman, Shit, that was
0: therapy. <laughs> yeah.
2: A woman of color in the in, in the international English publishing scene. Um, I think there is this um always this part of me that feels like I have to like work harder to get opportunities, etc. And like, and this is this is true because like in the industry, it's, like I don't know how much what the percentage is, but it's like 90% white and, I mean, international publishing Yeah, we're talking about. Um, So I feel like uh, sometimes you ask yourself, if I have to work so hard to get the same opportunities, then what am I doing this for? But I think it goes back to the original thought, which is like, we're doing this because it makes us happy, yeah. um, and so that kind of does guide me in in all my decisions and whatever I do. As I said, I'm I'm lucky to be in a position, a uh, privilege to be in a position that I'm in right now that I'm able to to do certain things that other people can't. But, um, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I think that sure. that's how I view the situation. Like, I'm 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 generally um happy to be a writer and even if I have to struggle to get certain opportunities i'm I'm still happy that I'm a writer preach yeah I mean I wouldn't trade it for for another thing because it's it's so much it's such it's such a big part of me and how I identify that I would never trade it for another skill set like even if that pays me more because let's face it I didn't enter this industry to be like paid bajillions you know i mean i would love to (laughs) i would love to um and i am getting opportunities i'm not discounting that but i i mean it's not the primary driver of why i write
0: because i remember that on your website and it made me laugh actually you said that your mom still wishes you went to mid school (laughs) and it's actually true it's so infinitely relatable to me um (laughs) do do you still feel that way
2: uh, no, I, I'm I'm just joking because my mom and my parents in general were actually pretty supportive of me in terms of like my writing career. Um, they always recognized that I was a writer, and they they could see that I had talent because I was entering competitions as a teenager and I got like prizes and stuff. Yeah, and so they told me like, if you ever want to write, like obviously uh, make sure you find a way to feed yourself but never forget that you are also a writer so I'm very grateful to my parents uh, despite certain things I don't agree with them um, about But whatever um, but in general I'm very grateful that they supported my creative um,
1: um, endeavors
0: and you um, what's your relationship with writing Sufyan?
1: Um well everything I do is around writing so even in my career, um, whether it was as a copywriter,
0: an August man, right
1: now I'm yeah. an August man um, as a senior writer, you know. Uh, before this I was a scriptwriter as well for a production company so
0: and you wrote something too uh, Make Hunters Great Again the
1: play yeah yeah congrats <laughs> oh brother thank you thank you congrats. oh my god we so sold funny. all uh, best no, all uh, the best experiences
0: I ever. really wanted to go but um, I was uh, o- overseas at the time but Fine, the next yeah, one you do we, we
1: only had a three day right? Three yeah, yeah, yeah remember the next that. one you do yeah. I'll, I'll definitely there. please yeah. do yeah, yeah. Uh, that was such an, uh, an amazing experience so I mean writing has always been wonderful um uh, you know, I've I've been exploring different mediums, mm. um, different styles, different genres, um, but yeah, I, I have been through what you went through. Like, I mean, you've pursued something to be definitive of who you are, yeah. and then when you finally reach that, and like, and then it feels like because of it, your your life experience will be limited you wouldn't get to experience what it feels like to be a doctor or, you know, uh, no, you wouldn't get you. to, you <laughs> wouldn't get to practice your, your, your personality or abilities in other fields because this is the one, this is the one that you're chosen Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had that for a while and, and it was a weird existentialist crisis for me. Like, Oh my God, is this all I can bring to the world? Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, you're you're loyal to who's loyal to you, and and you, you know, eventually you figure. I I at least learned that um, that writing is not is never just about writing. Mm-hmm. The stories you're telling, the messages you're you're communicating, that can vary, and that can uh, bring as much benefit to somebody else as it does to you. Yeah, for sure yeah uh,
0: okay I'm very very aware that we are at the end here okay yeah so I just have one last question to ask you guys uh, if you guys want to ask anything else please let me know but um, my question is which of the works that you've done are you most proud of and why whether it's the most personal or the most impactful or the most successful um, w- which one was it for you
1: for me, it was a short story I submitted that that was published on Esquire magazine. Um, oh, I love
0: Esquire. Yeah, it's closed down already. So.
1: Oh oh, Yeah. What? in Singapore at least? No, it's not. Yeah, it, they just they're releasing oh, no. their last issue soon.
0: Oh my god! I Just she met the sad. chief editor. She's yeah, so nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. she's she, uh, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! I know. So. Oh,
0: it's a beautiful magazine. That's a shame,
1: right? Um, this is exactly what young 20s meter of FHM as well. But yeah, yeah, that went to shit. Um, Okay, so it was a short story I submitted to them. It was published last year. No, two years ago in 2021. It's called um, Siapa Bapak Kau slash Who's Your Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Because Siapa Bapak Kau is Who's Your Daddy in Malay.
2: Oh, I I think we were in the same edition. Oh, Really? Was the one where you had to
1: write? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Re- yeah, I read your story. Oh, It was okay. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: what? Okay. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh my God, we, we so we crossed paths before we actually crossed paths. You, um, you guys
0: first met at the Singapore Writers' Festival this time, right? Our wow.
1: words met before we met. Mm. I love that. I love it, I love, <laughs> I love it. That. It's so poetic. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it was, so it was, it was a diptych. So, you know, there was, every page of the story had a line, uh, cutting the, the page in half uh, on one side it's the story of who's your daddy and on the other side it's siapa kau <laughs> <laughs> so who's your daddy is a Malay girl meeting an normal man and like having the best date of her life okay uh, and the other side is Malay girl meeting slightly poor Malay boy and she's just having the worst date of her life right and it just runs in parallels like you know oh that's interesting so you know when 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 a more man takes her to a rooftop bar, yeah. Malay man takes her to McDonald's. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, right. when he's ordering like an old fashion- uh, like wa- like you know premium wines, you know the other guys ordering like Bandung. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love popcorn. Bandung. <laughs> I love Bandung too. Yeah, and then like um, you know when when she says talk dirty to me to both of them. You know, one goes, Who's Your Daddy? And the other goes, Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's so cool. To Who's Your Daddy? Like, you know, she orgasms. But to Siapu she goes, I never knew him. Oh, yeah. oh my so, God. <laughs> hey, dude, that's amazing. Thank you, yeah. Wow. So it was comedic up to a point when it became a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so why was
0: that your um Because,
1: favorite? because I mean, like I said, so so when I first started writing, it was always just to, to explore the disconnect between pop culture, how I grew up, yeah. right? So, um, so that, that story was the intersection. So initially I started with, with humor only because, like I said, I didn't have the sophistication of language or thought to explore these issues in a deeper way. But this felt like- You're the, eloquent as fuck. Now, but in my twenties, I <laughs> Right, right. Okay. Yeah. We, we wouldn't be friends because I'd be like, oh, what's your old? And you'd be like- <laughs> <laughs> And that, so 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 that story was the intersection of, of these two things. Uh, it was me finally coming to my own as a writer and you know um, the things I was thinking about and exploring when I was growing up.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I kind of want to share mine before we go to Lauren. Um, so for mine, it was... Actually, it was my novel, This Life Electric. Um, I, I wrote in the foreword that this is not a book. This is the longest poem I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the longest time... Okay, not to go too much into... My past and everything, but I've always felt a little bit distant from my dad uh, because he's like my, he's like some of my friends where they're very business, like, you know, like, hey, bro, we should hustle, bro. Yeah. Like, like the mindset where you know what you should do, bro, for Nova Encounter, you should have a team of poets and then you scale. It's like that kind of thing. Right. So um, I always felt that even though I know we loved each other, my dad never understood me, right? Mm. But my whole family, um, aside from my older sister, who basically she, likes to think she's my pseudo editor because she reads all my work and yeah. she's an amazing writer by the way. Um, My dad read it and I was like, this dude doesn't read. Right. Like he only reads like Sherlock Holmes, Uxia <laughs> War kind right. of thing. Um, and when he read it, um, I think like the next day he looked at me and, he, and like he never said it to me but I said to my mom, he's like, "Um, I never knew my son thought that much. <gasps> and he said that I feel, and then I feel like I I, I read a bit of his soul
2: Wow, that's so deep. Yeah. Oh my god!
0: And I remember yeah. that, and that's all I wanted as a kid for my dad to see me. And mm. that, I, I was like, seen. yeah, that's why I write. Like it, um, from the guy who wrote like little notes, like this was what I was trying to do. And I think that's why 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 I'll keep writing. So that's that crazy. to me is the most important book.
1: What What's your? I mean, does it that I mean, what What's it like now with your dad?
0: I mean, it's okay. I mean, obviously he's still like. <laughs> You still tell me it's like oh so you know have you, have you been looking at the stocks recently? I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tesla Dad is in the tank oh my god Apple man you know what I mean? <laughs> but <I> mean, <laughs> and then, funnily enough the only times that we actually talk um are about movies yeah like when we say hey um hey Dad you know that in the most recent James like in the most recent James Bond movie spoiler this happens and he's yeah. like oh oh my god why and I like, yeah right and yeah. then so that's the only time we talk is about Movies, because he likes movies a lot too. Right. Movies, stock options, (laughs) hedging the hedges, or whatever. And so, it felt that the closest time I ever felt to him was when he read my book, and that means a lot to me. Yeah, so that's why it's like it's important to me.
1: It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Your turn, Lauren. Bring us home.
2: Um. (laughs) You guys have such deep stories. Well, I don't have like one particular work that I'm most proud of. Um, but I will say that I'm really looking forward to having my third novel out published. I mean, published in the world because it's a young adult novel. It's set in Malaysia. It's about two international kids that basically find themselves in set up comedy and then find each other despite like supposedly not liking each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like the kind of story I wanted to read when I was a teenager and I never saw um, on the shelves because like Southeast Asian writers were far and few and and when they were published they were often like historical or like literary genre like very literary authors talking about sad things that happened in the past often I'm not saying that all the, case, all, yeah. all the cases were like that but um, so this is a contemporary novel. It's uh, for young adults, i.e., teenagers or or youngish adults, and it's the novel that I would have liked to see on shelves when I was young. So, oh, I um, love that so for me this is like a big moment and it's also set in malaysia and it will be published by disney so like like i'm really excited for the book um and you know it's funny it's also about stand-up comedy so it's like funny in itself and i'm really proud of some of the jokes that i wrote in there
0: (laughs) as long as you don't have to say it
2: (laughs) as long as i don't have to deliver the actual jokes i'm good um yeah so i'm really excited about that i mean i also have other more personal pieces of writing that i have published before that i'm proud of but you know like i i can never choose my favorite child i just think like yeah you know they all have their good points (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this is the thing that i'm looking forward to anyway like yeah
0: awesome okay so before I end uh where can people find you what you guys have going on in your life and like any, any updates you guys can give us
2: Well I just gave you the update.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you can find me at hello lauren hello lauren um and I'm on like all the platforms. I'm not really active on TikTok. I'm a lurker on TikTok. Um but I'm on Instagram. That's mm. my most active platform.
1: Same here. So it's just Sofina Hakim at Sufen hakim. Um Yeah, I'm not a 12-year-old girl, so I'm not on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Because who else would be? I mean...
2: Gen Z is not 12 years old. Yeah, I'm not Gen Z. Gen Z is like, you know, 20s, young 20s.
1: Yeah. So... I don't get videos where you're just acting out different characters. You don't take the talk, brother? I don't take the (laughs) talk. I don't talk the (laughs) tech. So uh yeah and and yeah, I give my updates as well. But um uh, but also if you wanna find more of my writing you can go to augustman.com yeah. and their social media platforms and um yeah, I write about mostly culture and arts, which is which is one of my favorite things. So Awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, I um I really wanted the both of you here on this podcast. So I know this took a long time to do. No, I'm uh, yeah. To but this was like a lot of fun and it's just fun to be here with two writers so thanks so much for coming here guys thank you for having us us.
1: cheers one fellow drink